And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined, uh, as usual, by my co-host and producer. Prater later. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about male circumcision. Male circumcision, you would think, would just be an obvious no-brainer, but there's a lot of fanatical people out there that are anti-male circumcision. They call themselves an intactivist, and they live their lives focused on male circumcision and how it's some horrible atrocity, when in reality it's it's a tremendous benefit with little or no downside. Um, but they, they get very fanatical about this. So uh, the, the benefits, the general benefits of, of male circumcision, a reduced risk of sexually transmitted disease in men, uh, protection against penile cancer, and a lower risk of cervical cancer in female sex partners, prevention of uh, belantis, whatever the hell belantis is, uh, oh, inflammation of the glands, and balanopotho, I can't even pronounce that, inflammation of the glands and foreskin. So it, it's a health benefit. It prevents things like STDs, like uh, and even things like HIV, uh, gonorrhea, herpes, all sorts of things, because there's no place for this to, and, and other, you know, infections because of uh, bacteria getting inside the foreskin. So there's really, you know, back when we used to run around in the jungle completely naked with our, you know, <laughs> tallywhackers swinging in the wind. Yeah, maybe we needed a foreskin to protect the, the underneath gland. The sensitive gland, but the the gland that we, we don't need a protective foreskin to protect that sensitive uh, gland now, considering the fact that it's you know we don't run around naked we have clothing. So, yeah, yeah, I should just say to these universal benefits, uh, which uh, obviously I definitely concur with as the research shows. But uh, one thing I found interesting is that uh, reading through this is that. Uh, a lot of these so-called anti-circumcision activists and I guess intactivists as they, some of them would call themselves, they like to say that, oh, well, you're referencing a lot of stuff that seems to have to do with sex and that seems to be in the future. So this is, that's kind of a moot point because this happens at birth, which they don't seem to understand that they're really in, in the present or I guess in the child, I guess, as far as like a, a little baby goes, there's really seemingly nothing that would come up with the penis that would actually be pertinent, you know, or at least in that stage, it's all based on the future, which the thing that the other thing that these people don't understand that like to say that oh well you're bringing up I guess particularly sexual things which is ridiculous because this is a child this is a an infant being uh, uh, circumcised is that they don't understand that uh, it reduces the risk of UTIs which uh, little babies very much have to deal with have to worry about yeah yeah the the Mayo Clinic says it's easier hygiene circumcision makes it simpler to to wash the penis decreased risk of urinary tract infections and decreased risk of sexually transmitted diseases. So all of the different medical uh, establishments in the United States, especially, uh, are big proponents of circumcision. The CDC and the even the World Health Organization, uh, but the Mayo Health Clinic. I mean, that's, you can't you can't get more than more you know prestigious than that. So why these people are so fanatical about it? Now there's two arguments. There's two basic arguments that I've heard these so-called intactivists make. One is is that the foreskin has a lot of um, has a lot of nerve endings, and that you're actually reducing sexual pleasure by removing the foreskin. No, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. I, I barely even bothered to mention that. Um, that the the foreskin is the thick, rubbery skin that protects the the very sensitive skin of the gland underneath. And so again, that's necessary if you're running around naked. But if you live in, if you you know have clothing and you live in a uh, modern civilization you don't need that you don't need that extra th layer of protection 
the idea that it that the foreskin has more nerve endings than the than the actual uh, gland itself is ridiculous. Um, it's like saying that you, you know you wear the helmet to protect the helmet, not the head. That the helmet's more sensitive than the head, or that your 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 boots, your shoes are more sensitive than your feet. The outer layer is always made to protect the more sensitive beneath. That's why we have clothing. That's why we have shoes. That's why we have all sorts of things. It's to protect the the inner layer, the more sensitive skin, the more easily damaged. So that's okay. So that's that's one side. They they argue polar opposite uh, positions. The other intactivists argue that, uh, in fact, that uh, when you remove the foreskin that you expose that sensitive gland and that sensitive gland constantly coming into contact, uh, you know, with, without the, the protective skin, uh, deadens the, the nerves on the sensitive gland. It makes it more, less sensitive, desensitizes it. And so that it, you don't enjoy pleasure as much. So they argue polar opposite positions. Both of them are asinine. Uh, you know, they walk around with, uh, there's a group of people that walk around with uh, white shorts on or white pants on, and uh, blood, you know, supposedly, obviously it's paint, but some, you know, blood splattered on their crotch. Um, these people are truly, truly fanatics, and there's no reasoning with them. For some reason, it seems to be a big thing in the gay community. I've noticed that on Twitter. The, uh, the homosexual community is really, really active in this space. I, I'm not really sure why. I guess they're penis-centric. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, the one thing I, obviously the point that, uh, I guess the penis itself, it's supposed to basically shield it and I guess protect it from certain things and that it could get damaged or something. And that the, I guess the foreskin is some sort of shield, which it kind of goes back to your initial point that, I mean, perhaps that would actually kind of bear fruit if we were living hundreds of years ago where we actually had to worry about that. But is there actually any scenario where you could imagine to, I guess the actual penis getting in, getting actually in some sort of like a, some, I don't know, <laughs> there would be a, a worry of it uh, getting damaged somehow. Or I don't know even what they would want to say there. Which I don't even know if there's like one plausible explanation or that or one plausible account of what would happen to it, you know, which really makes no sense to me. So there's a there's a, in Men's Journal there's a the case for circumcision. It says the male circumcision rate in the U.S. is falling, according to a review published in Mayo Clinic uh, Proceedings. About seventy seven percent of males aged fourteen to fifty nine were circumcised as of two thousand ten compared to 83% in the 1960s. Even accounting for this slow decline, circumcision is far more common in America than the rest of the places. The World Health Organization estimated in 2007 that approximately 30% of males globally were circumcised. But there are health risks to the, to the uncircumcised, uh, or is this primarily a religious and personal preference? No. We talked to the urologist, Dr. David Cornell and Dr. Thomas K. Colon, K-O-L-O-N, to get the facts straight here is what they had to know. So uh, they give personal reasons, but they also give plenty of medical reasons in this in this article. Uh, they give tons on, like, I can't read all this, but they give tons of reasons why that you should uh, get circumcised in all the different, uh, the American Academy of Pediatricians. Uh, has released a, a, several statements about circumcision over the decades. The latest policy statement in 2012 said that there was increased evidence of the health benefits of circumcision compared to a previous to previous years. So, these are the major health organizations 
that are proponents of a male circumcision. Now, again, for for people that pretend like that, that there's a the male circumcision and FGM female genital mutilation are the equivalent are just completely ignorant. Yeah, the, they're removing a, the clitoris, which is the female version of the penis. It's it's they're both uh, they're both phalluses. The clitoris and the penis are both what's called a phallus. So the removing of the clitoris would be the equivalent of the removing of the penis. Yeah. So they're not the equivalent. Yeah. And I would say the other thing that really makes no sense and why I'm bewildered by that argument is that uh, pretty much all major, or if you look at a journal or a medical journal that uh, recommends not getting circumcision, they at the very least will will say that, okay, well, there are some positive uh, or there are some pros to getting circumcised. No one is, they're not going to say they're pros to uh, female genital mutilation, you know? which they constantly like to bring up, which really shows that this argument's totally unfounded because they so, like to good. An article in, uh, in uh, John Hopkins Medicine, an article, Greater Benefits of Inf- Infant uh, Circumcision, John Hopkins Medicine. The scientific evidence indicates that the health benefits of newborn male circumcision outweigh the risks. Right. So these are all the male main medical, um, you know, organizations, the main hospitals, universities. They're all saying pretty much the same thing. So they have no reason, absolutely no reason. And I've actually heard intactivists say, "Well, the reason why is because they make money by circumcising people." I'm sorry, <laughs> the little bit of money that they make from circumcising people is—it's is, just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that that—that's that, the reason why. Yeah, I, I should say that one of the things that uh, bewilders me uh, uh, listening to these people is they like to say that, oh, well, they're, look, they're collu- or there's some there's some sort of conspiracy going on here, and the only reason why uh, uh, circumcision is stayed in vogue in these medical journals is just because they can make money off of it, and these people don't actually provide any evidence for this. They just say that, oh, well, maybe it could be the case. It's a case for other things, which <laughs> I guess is kind of how the conspiracy theorist kind of operates, where. They've heard something before, and maybe it's happened. Maybe it's happened in one instance, so they're just going to apply it to every every instance, uh, no matter what the what the occasion is, and just say that oh well, they're just trying to make money off this, so that's why you shouldn't do it. Well, if you notice with any conspiracy, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists that won't come right out and say something. What they say is, "I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions." You know, they do that with 9/11. They do that with the, the Sandy Hook uh, Elementary School massacre. They did that with the Boston bombings. You know, they did that with male circumcision. They're not making any statements. They're just asking questions. Sure. You're not insinuating anything. You're just asking questions, right? It's not an insinuation. Um, I believe it is. Right. So you had, apparently you had a clip of, uh, of uh, one of the lunatics, one of these intactivist lunatics. Did you want to play that? Yeah, I'll play them now. I, I should say that uh, the second one, he brings up exactly that, where he seems to insinuate something. Or seems to say something, and he says, "Oh, I'm just insinuating it." But, um, yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, let me get the. That's the. That's the. Uh, that's no, the mantra. That's, that's the mantra of the lunatic. I'm just asking questions. Isn't it weird that you see all these crop circles and, and uh, you never see who does it, and, and people say that there's aliens, and oh, what are, you, are you trying to say there's aliens? I'm just asking questions. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, this this is absolutely insane. So, see, 
CA has not heard this before, and I'm sure he'll be laughing hysterically at this. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Um, about this, because um, I can say from my own experience that I was not even aware that my penis was a source of pleasure until um, seventh grade. Wow. And I think it's literally, much later for most women, too. Li- literally unaware. I had a I had a buddy in seventh grade who who uh, like we we uh, we hung out and did all kinds of things and he said uh, Let, let's go across there was a vacant lot across the street from his house he said let's go across the street and uh, jerk each other off and I said I said what's what's that <laughs> he said wait well, you, you tug on your penis so I and I you know and and so I, next time I took a shower I I I didn't know what he meant so I. I Tug on my, I thought what and I, all it did was hurt. <laughs> so, right. So, the tugging is not so it, quite the right word. So, right, right. So that's that's the gist of the first clip. <laughs> so so he was with his buddy that he did a lot of things with and he didn't know how a penis worked, apparently. He knew P came out. That was pretty much the the just the the, the end all and be all of what he knew. And uh his buddy said, Let's go off on this vacant lot and jerk each other off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's relatable. I don't think I'd be his buddy anymore. <laughs> no, I, mean, I yeah. think the I think the first proposal for a for a for a jerk off would be uh, I gotta go. <laughs> I'll never talk to you again. Well, apparently he's just asking questions because he apparently doesn't understand his sexuality. Which right, he was just asking I, questions. Yeah, there, there's a very lurid detail there of he's uh, seemingly just goes to go jerk himself off, or he, he's he's gonna go. Uh, jerk him himself off the, or the other guy's gonna go jerk him off and he's gonna reciprocate it but if you actually look at this i think this actually uh this actually underscores a decent point with these people is that he's seemingly saying that uh well i didn't real, i didn't really have a sex drive until i was in seventh grade and that was because my penis was circumcised so i didn't know what it was for which i'm gonna say that's pretty much no one's experience i couldn't relate to that whatsoever and i am circumcised i had pretty much sexual thoughts by the time i was in seventh grade Oh well, yeah, I, I I wouldn't even want to guess how early how how old I was when I first had sexual thoughts. I'm not, I'm not even sure. It was probably pretty young. Yeah, which he I th- I think he's trying to say here that, uh, and I think this dawns more on him than it does anything else. But uh, he's saying that uh, oh well, I didn't I didn't I wasn't sexual at all when I was in like seventh grade when I should have been. And this just says to me that because I was circumcised, my sex drive wasn't uh, fully intact or something. It was inept, which I think is really just him projecting. And he, this is why this probably is the case of why he got in this sort of activism is that he thinks he thinks he would have had a sex drive, which if he would have done a little bit of research, just looking or talking to anyone, they would realize that no, pretty much every, or I mean, he was born, I think in the fifties. So pretty much all of his uh, classmates were circumcised. And I, I heard some, I heard an anecdote for him, by the way, on Tosh.0, where he said there was only one person in school he knew that wasn't circumcised. So, What's this, what's it, what's this guy's name? His name is Brother K. Brother, gonna, Brother K. Good. I was going to say really quickly that uh, th- I, I think this should underscore everything you need to know because he's essentially saying, oh, I wasn't circumcised and I didn't have a sex drive, which is not really the case for anyone else. That probably says something about his sex drive than it does him being circumcised. Yeah, he, he he's just a weird guy. I don't think it has anything to do with being circumcised. He blamed it on not being circumcised. He, he blamed it on being circumcised. But back then, back in the 1950s, everybody was circumcised. Or damn near everybody. And so what the hell is he talking about? Everybody else didn't affect everybody, anybody else that way, but it affected him that way? Yeah. 
you know, it just really makes no sense, which, which obviously a, a point he likes to make is that, oh, well, you can get more sexual pleasure or something. And I, I guess you would obviously challenge that and as would I, but I mean, maybe you could argue that because there's the case of ignorance, but the problem is pretty much everyone circumcised, or at least back then. And I don't think anyone else felt that way to where they felt that their penis was inept because they didn't have any sex drive, or that's totally where it emanated from. Appar- apparently his friend didn't feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently when he was uh, jerking off his friend, he didn't realize that uh, he was sexually arousing him. Yeah, his, thought, oh. his sexually ambiguous friend. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and play the second clip. Yeah. Let's see if we can get it. Okay, it's a little bit behind, but this should do. There, there, there's some research that's indicated that, that circumcised men have a greater urge for sex than intact men, and that's another thing that needs needs more researching. You look at some of these high-profile guys who just threw away their lives mm. in, in the pursuit of uh, unsatisfying sex, like Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, he just literally threw his, and we know he's circumcised. So, you know, there are other tragic cases, but, but we, so they, they literally threw, he threw his life away in, in pursuit of, you know, what I, I'm sure had he not been circumcised, his life would have had a different trajectory. Right. We, <laughs> um, we know there are perverts in every culture and intact men can be perverts too, but, but sadly, uh, circumcision does create its own uh, brand of pervert. Yeah, this level of frustration or not being able to satisfy whatever that urge is and feeling you're meant to have you're meant to have your own sexual pleasure right there on your own body. It's not wow. supposed to be it's not supposed to be something you have to go find another person to satisfy. Interesting. Yeah. Incre- it's not that interesting. Is he claiming that not is he claiming that circumcised men don't masturbate? What is he talking about? Yeah, it's we should say that he seems to contradict himself. Well, there's a lot of things you could say from this, but at first he seemed, his, the first clip I played, he's basically saying, okay, well, my penis was circumcised. Therefore, I didn't realize this, I didn't realize I had a sex drive or it was an impediment to my sex drive, something like that. Right. And now he's saying that, oh, well, well look at someone like Jeffrey Epstein. He wasn't circumcised. So that made him just a, his sex drive insatiable. So which well, one yeah, is- well, yeah it, can't, it can't be both. They're polar opposites. Yeah. Not to mention the fact Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein was 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 a uh, was Jewish, so he probably was circumcised. But what does he mean? We know he was. I mean, was there a post mortem, uh, you know, examining of the penis? I mean, what was that part of the <laughs> was that part of the coroner's, uh, you know, exam? Circumcised. I'm, I'm guessing probably in a deposition, some woman probably describes his penis. That's what I'm guessing. Oh, maybe, maybe I didn't think of that. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous, which, which once again, uh, to harken back to the conspiracy thing, you see what he does that he's like, oh, well, there's evidence and this needs to be fleshed out. And he's like, I'm not saying it's the case. And then he randomly referenced Jeffrey Epstein. He's like, oh, well, we know he's he was circumcised and I think he would have been on a different trajectory, but we just can't be quite sure. And I'm like, well, if you say he would have gone on a different trajectory, I think you're essentially saying that if he had not been circumcised, he wouldn't have been a rapist, you know, right, <laughs> which is an absolutely insane comment to make. Yeah, and, and the the, uh, the female uh, that's speaking to him, the woman that's speaking to him, which I have no idea who that is, but uh, no pushback whatsoever. Any batshit crazy thing he says, she just goes right along. 
No, she, she, yeah, that's the other thing. She doubled down on it. She's like, which they, they seem to imply, which I'm not even quite sure if that's what they meant, but I, I think they did, but which that, uh, it's easier to masturbate if you, uh, are circumcised or, uh, yes, or if right. you're uncircumcised. So because of that, uh, you were, you're able to, I guess, satisfy yourself. Whereas if not, I don't know, be unsatisfied. It's, it's all so convoluted. Yeah. It's really, so, it's, it, uh, yeah, I, yeah. The every once in a while, I get into a war on Twitter. Well, it's been a while, but I'll get into a war on Twitter with all these inactive intactivists. And you you post something that one of them gets their eye on or sees, and then it's like a, a tsunami of these lunatics messaging you, trying to DM you, uh, leaving message after message after message after message to to your to your post. Just the most insane thing in the world. So. I'm sure this is probably going to get the same reaction because they're just not, they're just not stable. They're not, they're not psychologically stable. Yeah. If they were this, they wouldn't make this the focal point of their lives, which is just sad and pathetic. Yeah. I mean, whether, <laughs> whether a man gets circumcised or not, that's going to be the, you know, it'd be different if it was FG, FGM again, the removing of the clitoris that, that would, that's horrible. And that, yes, that's, that's, that's life changing. Uh, that ruins the the sexual pleasure of the female, and uh, it's brutal. But yeah. uh, male circumcision is not. Well, well I should say that uh, what really makes no sense about this, and I think this kind of uh, makes him very similar to other conspiracy theories, is that he asked him, "Oh, how did you get into this?" And he he doesn't really have like some like grant. He doesn't really have like some watershed moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm circumcised. This is horrible." The best he can get at is that he had the or one of the first times he had sex, he pulled out his penis and it was somewhat cold. And then he looked up stuff that said that this doesn't happen as much with circumcised penises or uncircumcised penises. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's your, that's like a turning point for you where you realized, Oh, I'm different or something. You know, he, he was, he was missing his uh, penis uh, turtleneck. Yeah. You know, you wear a turtleneck when it's, when it's fall and winter. Yeah. When, uh, I was going to say really quickly, that I think this is like most conspiracy theorists where, they randomly get obsessed with some like tidbit of information and it's not even quite sure why they're so obsessed with it. And you can see it in this guy, it's circumcision is supposed to be this horrible thing and he can't even like uh, give an instance of, or give a reason for as to why it's so bad. He just thinks it's just a screwed up thing or something like that when he sees other people that aren't circumcised, which I, I think is very much kind of like what conspiracy theorists do that they take some seemingly banal or minute thing and then they obsess over it because they think that it has the meaning to everything, you know? Right. Which, uh, I mean, it's pretty much what this person do and I, what this person does. And I think probably the common denominator is that these pro much like the other conspiracy theorists, I don't think this guy's all that well, all that right, or is uh, probably not hinged all that well. I agree. I completely agree. Um, so I'm not really sure how much more there is to say about male circumcision, to be honest with you. Uh, it improves, it improves life when it comes to STDs. It's, it makes it easier to clean yourself. Um, it makes it, uh, let, you know, less chance of, of, uh, getting in the area inflamed and, and having other problems. It's just better all the way around. It's a, it's a, just a better circumstance. You, you, and, you know, people talk about how, um, you know, the, the, how much pain that the, uh, the baby must go through. Well, there's different, there's different techniques to do circumcision. Number one, number two, you don't remember that. I don't remember being circumcised. Do you? Right. Most people, most children, they say don't have any clear memories 
or any real memories past the before the age of three. And yeah. so if they do it at birth or close, you know, closely after birth, then, then how is, how are you not going to remember that? There's no memory. There's no nothing. You're yeah. never going to know. They could remove an arm and put the arm back on. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. I, I should say one of the things that uh, I, I guess I'm kind of going by their own standards here is that they tend to be very pedantic about things, which these people like to say they're, it's a, it's a difference between cut and uncut, which they don't understand that pretty much the, or the most uh, kind of in vogue uh, circumcision uh, uh, technique for young or I guess infants once they come out of the womb is that they'll essentially just put pressure on the penis and that cuts off the thing. They don't actually cut it off, which these people don't seem to Yeah, they don't cut it off. What they do is they stretch it out, they put a band on it, and that cuts off the blood supply, and it basically falls off. Yeah. And that's the easiest way. That's the easiest non-invasive way. They they stretch it out, they put a band on it, and 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 it slowly just falls off. Yeah. I I think another thing we should probably talk on is that uh, this is an argument that I see a lot of these uh, intactivists make, and it's that, uh, oh, well, you're essentially, they, they, they don't like it because the child or the parents get to consent to whether or not the, ch- uh, the child gets circumcised, and they view that as ultimately uh, uh, antithetical to any sort of rights doctrine because they didn't have any sort of consent to that, which I guess my question would be for them is that can you... Okay, circumcision is, is seemingly just a very weird case. Is there another case where you can think that so many people have been uh, have like a medical procedure forced on them, where I guess a part of their body is cut off, and they and I guess people complain about it after the fact? No, I mean if, if uh, anything that a child needs done, um, they don't. The child doesn't get get to to decide whether they they're going to do it or not. If they're if they're under the age of eighteen, it's the parents' decision, not theirs. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. That's legally how it works. Right. And so this is a decision that's being made for the benefit of the child before they're, it's, it's like saying that, you know, a child's born with a cleft palate, you're not going to have it fixed or a deviated septum. You're not going to have it fixed because you're going to wait until the decide if the child wants, wants it or not. Right. It's not how it works. Yeah. Which they, yeah, they just don't seem to understand it from that perspective that, yeah, pretty much that to, Parents have to decide certain things, which the other thing these people really don't understand, and this kind of goes to the, oh, well, they should be able to decide when they're, where the, uh, when they're older whether or not they want to keep, uh, I guess, their foreskin, is that a lot of, I've seen anecdotes of a lot of people, and even people I know in real life, that they'd say, okay, my foreskin has caused me problems, I don't want it, but the problem is I'd have to go under some sort of surgery and get some sort of a aesthetic, and it's a, I just don't want to deal with it, and it's not worth it. And obviously the case there that they could have actually... Uh, uh, went around that kind of, uh, I guess, that pain, and they could have just got it done as a as an infant and not remembered it, not remembered any of it, and not had any of that ordeal. You know, exactly. I'm glad. I'm extremely glad that I was circumcised. Extremely glad. But would I want to do it when I got older? Hell no. I mean, I, I, I want it done when I don't when I'm too young to remember, and I'm just not even going to remember it happened. But do I want to go through a surgery on my penis? When I'm old enough to know what's going on? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Yeah, I, I, sh- I should say the other thing the, about circumcision that kind of baffles me is that these people seem to think like, I mean, these people come from this aspect, this is literal general, genital mutilation, but can you think of like another surgery where somebody is just like missing, I guess, a body part like they seem to think and they bemoan it for the rest of their life and they're like, why the hell did this happen to me? I mean, not even like a surgery, just they're missing a body part, which... These people don't seem to understand that the people that are circumcised, they look at themselves and they say, 
well, I'm, I just don't, I don't, I just don't have a foreskin. That is what it is, you know. Actually, I don't. Even, I didn't for years. I didn't even say that when when I was a kid. I didn't know that there was such thing as circumcision. Right. When I was a little boy, I just thought that's what your penis looked like. That was it. Yeah, but it's not like it, these people seem to want to be like, oh well, there's like there's a part of you missing, and this is so glaringly obvious. And it, I, I think if you had female genital mutilation or you had your clitoris cut off, you'd be like, okay. I have no sexual organ. There is something wrong with that, which obviously shows that uh, why it's ridiculous to compare the two. But uh, it's they, they seemingly want to argue that it's like a part of your body missing. But I don't think I've ever argued, heard somebody argue like, oh, there's a part of my body missing. And I, for whatever reason, just feel inept right now, which it seems like what that guy argued that's a, I guess your sex drive is so screwed up that you should recognize it. Or I guess the, the conduit of your sex drive is so screwed up that uh, you should recognize it. But people don't seem to recognize it. It just seems to be guys like him. Yeah, it just seems to be guys like him, and then there's, believe it or not, there's actually some women that are involved in this. Now, I don't, I don't know if he's a homosexual or not, but I know that there are quite a few. Uh, I know that, as I said earlier, that for some reason, this these anti anti uh, circumcision groups are it seems to be primarily, or at least, uh, very popular in the in the homosexual community. I really don't know. That's just what I've seen. You know, I could be wrong, but it, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if he's a. Excuse me. I don't know if he's a homosexual, but I know he got jerked off by a guy as his first. Right. Experience. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's a homosexual or not, but he's done some. He's done some uh, flaky stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Which probably should. Yeah, take... yeah he, he wasn't trying to jerk the guy off. He was just asking questions. Yeah, he didn't realize that that penis was supposed to get erect. Which uh, my favorite was when he's like, he said, "Tug on it," and I started tugging on it. It just hurts. I'm like, what the hell. <laughs> no. yeah. I, are I, you are you are you sure you weren't retarded <laughs> yeah are you sure you weren't mentally ill back then as well <laughs> right yeah i one of the things that uh kind of uh going back to some of the medical or why this is or why it's a uh, medically amenable is that i i was reading that something like uh i forget the exact disorder but where your foreskin basically gets stuck to doesn't retract and obviously it needs to do that. And these people ultimately have to go, go under a lot of go, I guess, uh, receive some sort of procedure. Yeah. A lot of them will just have to get to circumcised, uh, on their own. It's something like one to 5% of people will have to do something pretty substantive with their foreskin to where they're going to have some pretty serious problems with it. You, you know? know, there was, there was a guy in there is eighties. I can't, I'm not going to say what his name is. He's, he's originally from another country, but he lives in the United States now. And I believe he's in his eight. I don't think he's in his nineties. I think he's still in his eighties. He's pretty damn old. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me, him and his wife <clears throat> and, uh, where he's from circumcision isn't as popular. And he had some kind of medical issue to where he had to get a circumcision. And I don't remember the specifics. I don't remember if I ever truly knew all the specifics and I didn't really want to, but yeah. Can you imagine in your, in your eighties and you have to get it circumcised? Right. Yeah. It's horrible. Which for a lot of these people, they do. I mean, it's it's much higher than these than these uh, intactivists want to want to let on. And even even countries where it's a, where it's a, a circumcision is not as popular. These people these these journals will admit it, and you can hear data on it that uh, the amount of people that have to get circumcision or have to do a pretty uh, major and uh, uh, some 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 sort of a, a medical thing done because uh, their foreskin is just not retracting right is pretty significant. Which uh, 
I, I think the one the one thing about uh, circumcision that uh, I guess I can relate to, and uh, not to be vulgar, or, or it's not vulgar, but I I don't think I've ever had any problem with like hygiene in regards to my my penis. And no, not at all. It's, it seems like if you hear the anecdotes, a lot of these people have to worry about cleaning it, and if they don't clean it for like a day, it can get really bad, and it's really really a problem. Ooh. You know, which is just absolutely disgusting. And I'm like, you know, I've never had to I've never had to worry about that. It's almost not to be vulgar. It, well, this is maybe a little bit vulgar, but it's almost like your penis becomes a vagina, you know, like it's like the kind of like the, I don't know, the mucus in it can kind of like uh, get suffused in like other areas where it's not supposed to be. Whereas a circumcised okay. penis, you don't seem to have that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recall on the Howard Stern show, they're doing some kind of a contest and it required being nude or semi-nude or whatever. And Fred Norris said, hold on a second. I have to go to the bathroom and check something. And uh, he was checking to make sure, because he's not circumcised, apparently. He was checking to make sure that there was no nastiness inside the foreskin. Oh, oh. So disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely, absolutely gross to think. And, and apparently, like, urine gets trapped in there, and so it, it gets itchy. Ugh. It's just, oh, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Oh, so nasty. I the other thing I would I would uh, which which I was kind of interested in in looking at some of these things is that uh it was the case that a lot of the world was ultimately pro circumcision or it was a much more kind of a medically uh ubiquitous procedure, I guess through most of the twentieth century and a lot of Europe in particular it seemed to kind of peter out or and uh less people got it, particularly in the UK where this is actually a very popular procedure. Uh, I guess for, well, it wasn't even really a procedure, but when kids were born, they would get it done. It was something like 70% of kids got it done in the 50s, which obviously is still uh, significantly lower than the United States. But today it's literally uh, less than 10%. And it's funny, I was reading, I was reading why exactly this is, which it seems odd because if you have such a massive uh, shift in circumcision in a period of like a, in a, about one generation, you have to ask why it is. And uh, the theory they had is that... Uh, when the NHS was established, for whatever reason, it put an emphasis on necessary health care. And for whatever reason, these people didn't view uh, circumcision as necessary and as much more kind of elective. So they didn't, uh, I guess, keep it going or propagate it. And another thing is that they, I guess they had some like bogus uh, science. Somebody wrote a bogus medical journal in 1949 that uh, I guess basically uh, was challenging a lot of the virtues of circumcision. And that's ultimately caused a lot of people to kind of go against it, which it's kind of interesting because in most of Europe, it's actually, I think in pretty much all of Europe, circumcision rates are less than 10%. And I know in Australia, it's a little bit under 20%. So it's interesting that the rest of Europe uh, simulates jettison the procedure as with Australia, which uh, I guess we, the other thing I'd say about this is that uh, if you look at a lot of these medical, the medical journals, and if you look at kind of like their own kind of like official uh, or formal medical bodies that, uh, or have some sort of delegated power by the by their own government, they'll they'll basically make a judgment. They'll say, "Oh, we don't think circumcision, or that the let's see, that the I guess the uh, cost outweigh the that the I guess the benefits outweigh the cost, and therefore you shouldn't get it." But these people will fully concede that there are benefits to circumcision, particularly in health and hygiene, and I guess a lack of STDs, you know, occurring. Well, this is this is another of the countless reasons why I'm glad that I live in the United States. Yeah, circumcision, air conditioning, um, you know, 
decent running water. Yeah. So many different reasons. Um, high hygiene, personal hygiene standards. Yeah. So, and, and of course, number one on the list is freedom of speech. Yeah. <clears throat> Which you just don't have in other countries. So. Which these intactivists that love to, that love to, I guess, extol other countries that uh, don't practice circumcision as, uh, as ubiquitously, they don't understand that they're essentially coming on the same, the evidence is pretty much the same or the bounty of evidence is pretty much the same. It's just that they make a different judgment, you know? Right. It's not, it's not, it's not that they found something different or they found come to different conclusions. They come to the exact same conclusions. They just decide that they don't want to pay for it because in those countries they have, they have healthcare systems that are maintained by the government. Yeah. Well, I think in the UK in particular, that does seem to be the case of why uh, circumcision petered out. And this comes from a British medical journal that I'm sure probably uh, advocates for circumcision. That's uh, for whatever reason it was not viewed as necessary, but I'm more so in the point of uh, these these intactivists. They love to argue that there's no evidence for for circumcision, or there's no good evidence for it, which they don't understand that they have. these medical journals or these countries actually accept the evidence for it. They just still make a subjective judgment and say, "Oh, we still think that uh, we think that you shouldn't get circumcised." You know, right? Or we think that we don't we don't think the benefits outweigh the cost, which uh, seems to fall in deaf ears amongst these people. Yeah, I, well, I I will be promoting this this podcast on Twitter, and believe me, the the fur is going to fly. Yeah, it's going to be like lighting a fuse. Yeah, every time I brought up male circumcision on on Twitter, everybody loses their damn mind. They go absolutely bonkers. Right. So, if nothing else, the entertainment value alone, it's going to be worth creating this podcast. Yeah. Just to see him go crazy. <laughs> I, I should say that uh, you've referenced uh, apparently a lot of gay guys like circumcision, which uh, it could be the case. I haven't seen, I really haven't looked enough into this, but uh, from kind of looking over the last couple of days, it seems to be that uh, a lot of these people that show up to like these goofy rallies tend to be women, uh, yeah. in particular the, the brother K guy, which yeah. I, I think for a lot of them, they have like this weird empathy thing where they think that, uh, oh, well, well, look, my my child circumcised, or that uh, circumcision is such a horrible thing, and it was offered to me at the hospital, and we need to really make clear it clear to these women that that's not the right thing to do. And a lot of these people like literally go to hospitals. I, I think the brother K guy got suspended from Twitter, and I was looking at his feed, and it appeared as though he was like posting like pediatricians' like office <laughs> offices uh, uh, complaining about them. I guess uh, uh, I don't know doing circumcisions. It's it was kind of convoluted, but. Uh, from my experience, it's from what I've seen. It seems to be women who just get on this like weird bandwagon of thinking that circumcision's awful and they need to to wake everyone up to it. Which I guess is another kind of like keynote aspect of of conspiracy thinking, where you know this one particular thing and it's the key to everything, and you need to let everyone know about it ad nauseum. You know, you right. need to get them on your side. Which uh, it's all very very crazy. Yeah, it's all very, <clears throat> it's all very convoluted. <clears throat> Excuse me. To make this the uh, the focal point of your life, to make this the one particular thing that you're focused on, it just makes no sense. Yeah. I. The other thing I should say is that uh, the brother K guy. I'm not even quite sure what his group is. Which uh, they're probably best known for. If you see them, they 
it'll be men of white pant, white uh, pants, and then they'll have a blood splot on their crotch, which is supposed to signify like a, I don't know, the procedure of circumcision, which I don't think the, the kind of weird irony in this is that I don't think they quite understand that the circumcision is actually a very healthy uh, procedure that tends not to have many uh, drawbacks, you know, whereas actually not being circumcised is going to probably is going to create much more health problems in your life, you know, which if anything, it should be the case that uh, if there's going to be blood or if it's blood is going to be signified or symbolized on uh, on human, I guess a human, it should be uh, for the case for the circumcised or the uncircumcised, not the circumcised. Well, but you, you're talking about using logic and reason and, and not emotion. These people are not logical. They're not reasonable. You know, they're, they're all emotionally driven by what, by what I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I've tried to get my head around why these people act the way they do and why they think what they think and why they, why they focus on circumcision. And I, I truly can't, I can't figure it out. It's just one of those anomalies. It just is what it is. It's one of those things that will never be solved. You know, why is it that I remember there was a, a cult on the Internet one time that went around and uh, they, they would they would they, they were Christians or they claimed they were Christians and they would go off on anybody that didn't call Jesus uh, Yeshua Messiah. Mm. If they said Jesus, he would, he would they would go absolutely shit. Oh, oh, no, you got to call him Yeshua Messiah. How dare you? And they would just that, that would be their whole argument. They didn't argue about anything else but besides the name. Right. They didn't argue about scriptures. They didn't argue about anything. Just the name. So yeah. it's, it's people are insane. What are you going to do? I, I should say that another thing that I find absolutely nonsensical, which we were, I kind of brought up in the colonization one, that these people will seemingly think that all the studies uh, back up what they say. And then they seemingly have it like a, it's, it's, so uh inseared in their mind that they what they're doing is right that uh, they don't actually worry about any of the evidence or that they're actually being studies and i find this with this guy in particular that uh he kept making all these like bogus study or these bogus claims such as like uh, there's evidence showing that uh, men who rape are more likely to be i guess uh, circumcised and i was trying to actually find that study and i couldn't find anything for it of course not and, and the one thing he kept saying is that uh when he on that podcast he he asked if he wanted to plug something and he plugged something called like doctors against circumcision. So I went to the website and the website actually didn't have any studies on it. It just had a, uh, a, a detailed uh, or like almost like an F, F frequently asked questions where they just kind of spew pop propaganda points. Well, and it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like saying, and the, the reason why is because there's no research on something like that. It would be like a doctor saying, you know what, let's see if people, men that have flat tops, are more like a flat top haircuts are more likely to rape than the men that have uh, mohawks. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's just no, it's not, it's not, a, it's not something that anybody's going to research. It doesn't make sense. There's no connection. There's no rational connection. So he's just making shit up is basically it. Yeah. Which also, I think it would probably be the contra conch. I think it would be, uh, I, I think the, the actual, uh, what he thinks would happen would be to the contrary because, from my understanding, the people that don't get circumcised lower social economic, which obviously, you know, the people that tend to rape tend to also be lower social economic. So, and not even saying that this would actually be a, a indicative correlation. Maybe if you view stupid people wouldn't get stupid people don't get circumcised, so therefore stupid people commit crime, and maybe stupidity can be the common denominator. But I would actually think that the conclude. I would actually think that the data would actually point to at least on at least on face value that. Uh, 
non-circumcised people tend to rate more, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that guy would probably freak out about that uh, explanation, which would just show that he's just a crazy lunatic that uh, just doesn't listen to re- that doesn't listen to reason and just listens to his feelings like most people do. And you said his, mother, his name is Brother K, so the letter K. Yeah. Or K, is it K-A-Y? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just Brother K, just the, just the letter. Okay. Okay, so Brother K. Yeah, I would actually like to interview the guy. I'd like to get him on the show sometime and, and have a conversation with him and try to get into that, that uh, what must be a very chaotic brain of his. Yeah. <laughs> I really would like to know why he obsessed so much on uh, circumcision, which it seems like a lot of these people, it's like cult, it's like cult members where I guess you somewhat, maybe you understand why they got in a cult, but you don't understand why they got in that particular cult, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like, why not get in another one? Why not just do something else that's crazy? Why get into like, like <laughs> so many crazy people in the world and they get into all sorts of crazy shit, but this is the one guy that got head over heels into, uh, I guess, circumcision or being against circumcision. Right. Which, that's that's what I'm wondering about. That out of all the things you could pick, this is this is this is the hill you're going to die on. This is the the, the issue that you're going to take uh, umbrage with, and you're going to focus on your entire life's mission on. I don't know. <laughs> it's bad enough to be in a cult, but to at least be in a cult that there's like some semblance of a reason that makes some sense, even if even if I disagree with the think it's batshit crazy. At least may have it make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, really make, doesn't make any sense. I, I should say the other thing that uh, I, I've heard this guy complain about is that uh, he was referencing something like, uh, oh, if you doing like a deconstruction, he was looking at it. He, he said something like, oh, well, female, if you look at female genital mutilation or uh, I guess male genital mutilation, as, as they like to call it, it happens a lot of times or there's a significant overlaps in the cultures that did female genital mutilation. So that shows that uh, they ultimately want to control sex drives because they view it as something pernicious and that in effect is very pernicious, which, I mean, one, that's nonsense. But two, it, from my understanding, there only really seems to be one culture that does female genital mutilation, you know? Right. And, and it's Islam. And I don't really see this among, I mean, the most famous religion to... I, I think Jude, I think Judaism is the only religion to actually uh, advocated advocate for it in their Torah, and not like a, not like any sort of like Talmudic script or not sort of like a hadith, which I think is where Muslims advocate for it. So <laughs> this idea that uh, that uh, oh well, the people that like to do uh, circumcision are ultimately the same people that like to do uh, female gender mutilation. That seems like absolute nonsense if you actually look at the data for or the evidence for it. Of course, of course, it's because these people connect dots. In a, in a crazy random way to make up whatever picture they want to make up um, dots that don't fit. You know, they're constantly connecting dots. They're constantly seeing conspiracies. They're constantly seeing a plan, a plot and, uh, and, and somebody being wronged. And of course they're the hero in their own story. Walking yeah. around like a jackass with white pants or white shorts on and, and paint covering your crotch. To, to symbolize circumcision it may, it is in, in their minds makes them a, a hero and an activist that's out fighting the good fight yeah which uh yeah very much a conspiratorial just i'm the hero and i'm gonna expose the logic the other thing i found with the particularly the brother k guy is that uh he was referencing how in america because i guess 
people when they think of penis, they don't think of like a they don't think of a penis of foreskin. They think of one that's circumcised. Right. He's referencing how I guess people like bemoaning this or viewing it as odd is ultimately them bullying them or something, which obviously is supposed to be horrible. Which he doesn't understand that later on he ultimately talks about how if you look at like a circumcised penis in the rest of Europe or they'd think, oh, well, that's incredibly off and they would be they would be uh, uh, totally flabbergasted by it, which <laughs> seems to be another way of saying that they're bullying. It's just that uh, on one level he thinks it's bullying, but the other one he thinks that it's just weird, you know, right, which is kind of like this weird convoluted kind of, kind of contradictory uh, uh, attitude towards a lot of circumcision that uh, a lot of these people tend to have. But uh, I guess once again, that underscores that uh, a lot of these people are, these people are not the most sane. Well, excuse me. Well, there are, uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy people out there that will take a fanatical position and then overnight they'll flip flop and take the opposite position. And that's one one of the reasons why I'm always skeptical of of uh, ex Muslims, anti Muslims, you know, Muslims that used to be, or people that used to be Muslims and now they're supposedly anti Muslim, or anti Islam, and they're ex Muslims. Um, a lot of these people, when you talk to them, they still have the same, <clears throat> excuse me, general general attitudes and thoughts uh, about how things should be done in, in the world. They just want to reject the idea of Islam, but they still live. And they still think and they still have attitudes and kind of have a, a chip on their shoulder when it comes to defending Islam. And so it's I'm very skeptical, very skeptical of people that all of a sudden leave um, something that they've been so fanatically wrapped up in for for years, if not in their entire lives. And so as crazy as this brother K is about about uh, being an intactivist or being anti-circumcision, I could easily see somebody that crazy flip-flopping and deciding that no no now i'm pro-circumcision and being just as fanatical about it because the point is is that it doesn't matter what a, a, a lunatic is fanatical about they just want to be fanatical about something yeah which it would probably be the case that uh you would probably go all the way and be a pro-female it probably wouldn't be as much that you'd be pro-circumcision it would be that you'd be pro-female genital mutilation you know <laughs> right like which, which i i should say that uh one of the things that they love to harp on is that this supposedly just screws up your sex drive or I guess just just screws up sex in general. So it's going to lead to a lot of pernicious outcomes, which the one they like to focus on is rape, which just to, just to really harp on this for a second, think about it, which they seem to think that a lot of rapists, the reason why they rape is because they're not, because they're circumcised or does that make any sense to you? No. It's like something, I mean, when you think of somebody that's raping, maybe it's because they were molested so much as a kid that to, they have such a like a flippant sense of uh, sex. Maybe it's or, that, or you know, maybe that maybe it's that. Maybe that maybe they were abused as a child. Maybe they're just a really bad person, and when they want sex, they want sex. Yeah, but it's like... kind of like when a robber wants your money, he takes your money. When he wants your sex, he takes your sex. Yeah, which I mean, you, when you think of something that could actually influence somebody to do something horrible, you tend to think that it'd be very horrible, which. I mean, I, I guess these people would view, uh, I, I guess, getting circumcised is horrible, which obviously the data doesn't show that because most people actually support getting circumcised. But I mean, even if you're like more of a moderate on this and you didn't want to get your kids circumcised for whatever reason, but uh, you still heed some of these arguments, like it seems like if you're going to rape someone, if there's going to be a cause for you or uh, something spurring your rape, it's going to be something significant. It's not going to be like, 
oh, well, I was circumcised, so my sex drive maybe was a tad bit off, like these people like drug use, therefore I had to rape people. Like, that just doesn't seem to make sense. Like, if you're, if you're going to be not, if it's going to be the case that, uh, oh, well, you're tilted a little bit in a bad direction and therefore you do horrible things, it, it doesn't, that doesn't really seem plausible. It seems like if you're going to do something horrible, you have to really be screwed up. Something really has to be screwed up. And that's, well, uh, to me, if, if, if you don't want to get your, your child circumcised, first of all, I think there's tons of benefits to it, and there's virtually no downside to it. But if you don't want to get your son circumcised and you don't want to be circumcised, then don't do it. It's not it's not the end of the world. You know what? I think it should be done, but it's it's one of those things where it's not the end of the world if you don't do it. Right. You're making your life you're making your son's life harder. You're making you you know, it's less streamlined and, and makes it more crap that he has to deal with. But if you're that fanatical about it and you're that dead set against it, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, but why get all upset? Why get all worked up and go on the internet and become and go go to uh you know have rallies and, and marches and put paint on your crotch? I mean, wh- why do all that? Yeah. Well, it seems like you're gonna do all that. It's that you think that uh, there's actually no good evidence for this and it's all just some grand conspiracy or something by uh I don't know, the medical or big or or the medical institution in our country, you know, which just shows that you're batshit crazy. Which, I mean, perhaps you can you can opine on stuff and you can actually talk to people and say, oh, well, I think you should be circumcised or I think you uh, shouldn't get your kids circumcised and hand out some evidence like they do in a lot of a lot of Europe and Australia and New Zealand. But uh, I don't think that's actually what these people do. I think they're going to shame them, which uh, I, I should say another thing that I found interesting is that uh, these people were seemingly complaining about that uh, – a lot of parents that choose not to get their kids circumcised are ultimately uh, ostracized by other parents. And these people don't seem to understand that uh, by saying that the, the that both of those, the in particular, I guess, brother K and the women where they're ultimately arguing that, Oh, well, this is against their consent and this creates a lot of problems, which it seems like those people are probably going to be the most likely to ostracize and say horrible things about. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Ostracized by other, other people's parents. I mean, I, uh, you know, I don't remember when I was in elementary school, you know, and I was born in 1970, but I don't remember anybody being like, oh, look, it's four skinny. Uh, you yeah. know, you look over at the gym and or there's a lunchroom table and it's all the kids with their foreskins. Oh, don't talk to them. They've got their foreskins. <laughs> They're not circumcised. I don't remember that ever coming up. Uh, maybe maybe there was some school where that came up. I don't know. But I don't recall <clears throat> anybody having a conversation about who's got who's again me and all my friends just assumed that everybody that that's what just what a penis looked like we didn't realize that there was a foreskin we didn't realize what circumcision was we didn't know any of that shit we just knew that you know our penis was our penis and that's it so you're, so you're telling me you've never you've never been a proposition to go jerk off your friend and then when he pulls out his penis you realize that he's uh, not circumcised you've never yeah. dealt with that yeah never done never dealt with that well we're, we must live in two totally different worlds <laughs> I, I really not that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember the kids at, at school being ostracized because of the because they weren't circumcised or their parents being ashamed or shunned because they weren't circumcised. I don't remember it ever coming up. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think at the school board meetings they were like, "Okay, listen, we need to talk about circumcision." No. Yeah. Never happened. Nobody knew about it. Nobody talked about it. It, it was. It was not an issue. Yeah, so, I, well, I mostly meant there that uh, 
this is once again where these people seem to complain about like the I guess the conventional types in America you get circumcised and that's a oh well they're being mean to us or we're the victims here well not realizing that given these people literally think uh, uh, circumcision is tantamount to gender or female genital mutilation that they would probably be the first ones to say horrible things to their friends and family members for getting their kids circumcised you know <laughs> which these people don't seem to realize the irony or the or really more so the hypocrisy. That, that these people would be the first ones to really chastise someone for not getting circumcised or for getting circumcised and trying to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's something that kind of uh, mystifies me about a lot of these people, which I, I hopefully we can get one of them on here to actually talk to them. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people sit around the Thanksgiving dinner table <clears throat> and, and talk about circumcision. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a, a conversation that happens in families. I'm not saying <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not saying. For some reason, I'm really hoarse today. I don't know what the hell my problem is. I could edit this out in post, but I'm just not going to. <clears throat> so if you guys don't like hearing me cough, too bad. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't... I'm not saying it's never a conversation where they're like, well, are you going <clears> to <throat> get your son circumcised? And someone says, yeah, yeah, I think so. Or I don't know, should I? Or I've heard different stories. I'm not saying those conversations never happen. Pro I mean, I assume they probably do. <clears throat> but I'm not privy to them. I don't know anything about them. And it's never been an issue that I've ever heard families talk about at all. Until some lunatic, <clears throat> unless they have a lunatic in the family that's anti-circumcision. Or they hear about it in the news and it gets the women all, you know, yakking about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I never thought about that. Should I get little Johnny circumcised? Hey, you know, you know. Yeah, I should say kind of the the final point that uh, I can actually think of here is that uh, I constantly hear people saying stuff like, uh, "Well, the right and the left, the lunatics tend to totally converge on things, and you just have to see it that way." And a lot of I've heard a lot of people argue this, like the COVID vaccine, that you'll have like uh, leftists that are like, "Oh, I want to be, I want to purify my body, and I or I don't know what's in this vaccine, so I'm not going to get it." And then you have the right wingers being like, "I don't want it to change my DNA or something," and that uh, they ultimately <laughs> position. Which the problem is that doesn't really pan out because liberals are so much more likely to get the vaccine. Which I obviously I wish conservatives were as well, but I think with something like circumcision, you actually do see that phenomenon where. Like the brother K guy seems like some, I guess, some like typical like left wing hippie, which I think he was even referencing at one point, going back to why he got into this, that uh, he said at one point, like, I, oh, I used to, I used to protest Vietnam and, or particularly Vietnam in the 60s. And then when that ended, I thought about penises, I thought about circumcision. I'm like, why don't we also uh, protest that? You know, <laughs> which I, guess, I guess, again, shows that he's probably like some weird rebel or whatever, and that there's probably not, not much substance to it. But if you really look at this kind of community from what I'm seeing, it seems to be like left-wing hippies like him. And it seems to be people that probably have much more kind of right-wing beliefs that uh, are probably more Alex Jones types. And you get kind of like a weird mishmash of these people. Yeah, and conver it, a convergence of the two extremes. Yeah, which I, I really don't see. I know people like to reference this, and this happens a lot. I don't see it quite as much, but in this, I, I see it. I, <laughs> I can totally imagine, like, you're getting, like, some crazy-ass NPR listener, and then some guy who's going to listen to Alex Jones at nauseum. <laughs> those are going to be, it's a, those are going to be probably, like, the news, most common, like, uh, news radio shows that these people listen to. They're circumcising my penis. They're making my penis gay. What the hell? Yeah. That's my Alex Jones imitation. They're making the freaking penis gay. They're making the penis gay. 
Yeah. He's like, if we, if we were able to not be circumcised, we would be able to please ourselves, which would mean we wouldn't have to do women, which would mean that we wouldn't be gay anymore. <laughs> He's like, they're turning the freaking penis gay. <laughs> These yeah. people, like, when they, like, when this guy, like, talks about self-love, I'm like, you know, this idea that you can totally please yourself, that's, that, I mean, obviously it's yourself, so it wouldn't make sense to call it gay, but that seems kind of odd. Like you're, you're almost say like self masturbating over yourself, you know? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> like make sense. I, I, I would prefer to farm that, uh, that workout to uh, a woman. Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm crazy like that. Right. Which, uh, <laughs> I should say another, another funny thing, which, uh, you know, this, I, I kind of regret to, not just bracketing this episode and just playing that whole clip of everything he had to say, which maybe we'll do in the future because it's so batshit crazy. <laughs> but I was going to say another thing he he said is that uh, he can remember one of his first uh, the first times he ever heard anything about masturbation is when his mom told him that uh, if you masturbate that makes you gay or something. <laughs> which which it seems like I'm not quite sure if this is I don't think this is well it's not really an irony but uh, the first sexual experience he had was ultimately gay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to like him trying to like masturbate someone which. I guess probably does show that she probably like realized his mom was probably prescient and realized that uh, no masturbation is going to be gay for you because you're going to get jerked off by other guys. (laughs) That's going to be, (laughs) that's going to be your life. You you know, maybe she was sitting there watching the prices, right. And all of a sudden he came through skipping through, you know, skipping through the house. And she's like, Oh yeah, this is not going to work out so well. Yeah. He's got to leave himself alone. (laughs) Stop the skipping. Yeah. <laughs> Brother K. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I, I, do you have this guy's contact information? Because I'll definitely contact him and see if we can get a an interview with him. Uh, I'm sure it's somewhere out there. I'm sure he probably has, like, a website with an email on it. I, I haven't checked yet. But, yeah. <laughs> the front of the website's just a big crotch with, a, with blood on it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, very strange. There's so many weird. You know, there's so many weird things in the world. This is just another one of the countless weird things out there. I really am looking forward to posting all these on Twitter and and messaging people and promoting this podcast because they're they're going to go absolutely crazy. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is very entertaining. It's extremely entertaining. Yeah, I don't know why the why the hell am I coughing so much today? I really have like a frog in my throat. Not one of those gay frogs, just a regular frog. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Are you circumcised? Yes, I think that's the problem. There you go. You think the the lack of the circumcision is causing me to cough? Yeah, that's that seems to be what's happening. Which, uh, I mean, if you think that Jeffrey Epstein raped raped was a rapist because he was circumcised, then it's probably the case that uh, you're going to believe that uh, someone has a cough because they were circumcised. There you, you know? go. It's uh, if you're going to connect two things that have nothing in common, then you got to take it. You got to take it to the end degree. You can't well, stop. Might as well. Yep. Okay, I think that's it. I think we're all done. We're done talking about circumcision. We're done talking about the intactivist, which is the fanatical cult that's anti-circumcision, uh, and. Uh, I guess that's it. You know, let me say this. Intactivists, you're crazy.
Not maybe you're crazy, not maybe, you know, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. You're fucking crazy. That's it. No other two ways about it. You need to have your head examined. I'm not sure that that would do any good, but it's better than nothing. Get on some medication. Maybe there's medication out there for you. So that being said, again, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. Uh, I was joined by my co-host and producer, as always, uh, Brighter Later. And we drop a podcast. Hold on, one more cough. <clears throat> we drop a podcast Monday through Friday. And uh, so the first podcast is Sunday night going into Monday after 12.01 a.m. Monday morning. And the last one is Thursday going into Friday. So 12.01 a.m. Friday morning in the middle of the night is the last one. Uh, this coming Saturday, I intend to po post a, a podcast that uh, it's basically a roundtable discussion of morons. I'm not sure what I'm going to title it. But I'm gonna. I've decided I'm gonna go ahead and post that this uh, this coming Saturday, and then Sunday I'm supposed to have a debate with uh, a man from Pakistan on Sunday, uh, arguing who is which which is is better for the world, Islam or he he wants to make it Islam or atheism. I say any 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 belief system versus atheism. I mean versus Islam. Uh, Islam is always you know, the last option, if, if, if an option at all. I think Islam is, is the worst belief system currently on the planet. So that that debate is supposed to happen this Sunday. Uh, it probably will get posted um, next Saturday, the following Saturday as a bonus. I don't think I'll post it um, during the week. I don't know. I'm going to think about it. Um, so, uh, you know, please subscribe if you enjoy our content. If you have any show suggestions, please let us know. If you have any guests that you think we should interview, let us know. Um, we have a lot of people listen. Almost nobody uh, comments or rates the the uh, podcast. Please, people out there that are listening, please, please, please leave a comment. We just picked up Angola. Somebody in Angola is listening to the podcast. We have people all over the world, like 30 countries besides the United States. Um, some all from all over different parts of the world, different parts of Africa, different parts of Asia. I don't understand, but hey, whatever. Who in Angola wants to listen to what I have to say? I, I truly don't know. But all are welcome, uh, and feel free to subscribe and listen to more podcasts. Um, we try to interview the the best possible guests and talk about the best possible topics, topics that people would like to discuss, topics that most people consider taboo. Uh, we express positions that are unpopular. Uh, you know, we go against the grain a little bit. Everybody else has, you know, we, we don't like to go along with the crowd. Um, now, if we, I agree with the crowd, then I'm going to go along with the crowd, but I'm not going to go along with the crowd just to satisfy the crowd. So that being said, uh, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. Uh, when you go to sleep tonight, the last thing is, when you go to sleep tonight and you're laying on the bed in the dark, staring up at the ceiling, I want you to say this mantra over and over again. Conservative atheist is always right. 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 And when you wake up the next morning, you're going to be a new person. 
If the sun is going to shine brighter, the air is going to be nice and crisp. The flowers are going to smell sweeter and the birds are going to sing your name and all will be right with the world. And if it's not, then you're a knuckleheaded jackass and you're not listening to enough conservative atheists. That being said, I'll talk to you next time, knuckleheads.